Welcome to the Finding Salam podcast, powered by Celebration Church. Here, we help Muslims find answers to questions they may have about the Christian faith or about the validity of the Islam faith, and equip Christians with knowledge that aids them to effectively spread the truth about Jesus to Muslims. everyone welcome um, i'm here with buki hi buki hi demi hi everyone yeah and today we're going to cover a topic um, th- um about the story of ibrahim and his son you know in the quran as well as in the bible and just explaining what this story really means people understand it to be oh a ram was sacrificed you know ibrahim was told to sacrifice his son you know that's the that's the storyline but people don't know the underlying meaning of this story. Yeah, so I would want us to just shed some light on that. All right. Thank you, Demiladi. Okay, so the Eid al-Adha is known as the um, sacrifice feast or the festival of sacrifice, mostly celebrated by Muslims, obviously celebrated by Muslims. So um, it's like one of the oldest um, festivals that they celebrate. It was dated back to Turkey, and this is the it is known as the greater Eid. Yeah. Yeah. So um it is usually celebrated about 70 days after the Ramadan. Right? So okay, this this um festival of sacrifice it commemorates the story of um Prophet Ibrahim. That's who we Christians know as um Abraham and his son, yeah, Ishak. Ishak is Isaac. And um, Ismail, Ismail is Ishmael. So we're just going to be looking at this one story because this one story has two narratives in the Bible version and the Quran version. So we're just going to be reading the Bible and the Quran version just to understand what. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be reading the Quran version now, and we'll be reading from Surah. Surah 37, Surah 37, 99 to 105. And then he said, Indeed, I will go to where I am ordered by my Lord. It will guide me. My Lord, grant me a child from among the righteous. So we gave him good tidings of a forbearing boy. And when he reached with him the age of exertion, he said, Oh, my son, indeed I have seen in a dream that I must sacrifice you. So... See what you think. He said, Oh, my father, do as you are commanded. You will find me, if Allah wills, of the steadfast. And when they, they had both submitted, he, he, put down, he put him down upon his forehead. We called to him, Oh, Abraham, you have fulfilled the vision. Indeed, we thus reward the doers of good. So that is the... That is the Quran version, the Quran account of this story. So we're going to be looking at the um, Bible version, which we would see in Genesis 22 from verses 1 to 18. We'll quickly go, um, run through that. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain i will show you 
Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. Mm-hmm. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the lad go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Such confidence. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two went, as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, well, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? <laughs> Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When he reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and he arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. On top of the wood. He then reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on that boy. Hmm. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there, and there in, a, in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its own. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. And so Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. Okay, so we see that. It goes on and on up to um, verse 8. So, But because of time, we're just going to go on. So aside the clear and um, detailed prophecies that we see in the Old Testament that was later fulfilled in the New Testament, yeah. we also see... Um, we also see some actions in the Old Testament um, that were used as a, a, that were symbolic to God's ultimate plan for us. Okay, l- let me come in here. Let me come in here. So we've read both the the two versions of the Ibrahim stroke Abraham story, and you know. So what you are saying is, you know, these actions they were pointing to something else. They were pointing to something more, rather. You know, the sacrifice was not just. It wasn't just an act of obedience. It was like a symbolic, you know, a symbol, a symbol of what was to come. That's God's ultimate sacrifice for mankind, right? And, you know, you're going to go ahead to just share what the Bible has said concerning this sacrifice, right? Yeah. Yeah, please go ahead. All right. So we see that um, we see some actions in the Old Testament which were symbolic of God's salvation plan for mankind, right? Yeah. So while, as we're focusing on the Abra- Abrahamic story now, so we see that from this story... We see three things. Three things were established. Number one, a substitute sacrifice was provided, right? Yeah. So that was the ram that was found in the, in the ticket caught by its, its horns. So a substitute sacrifice was um, provided. That was the lamb. We can call it a ram. Okay, so um, we see Jesus refer- in John in John 1, 29 and 36. We see John saying, Behold the Lamb of God who mm. take away the sins of the world. Mm. He said, Lamb of God, because that is the substitute mm. that God has provided. He's a substitute for all mankind. Mm. So what? Jesus was the substitute for mankind. Exactly. Because something obviously was wrong with, was, you know, is wrong with mankind. Yes. Yes. Okay, please go ahead. Okay, Um. now the second thing 
the second thing um, that was that we can establish from this story is that there's one con we can draw one conclusion from it, which is that God is the provider of the substitute. Mm -hmm. God is the provider of, of the substitute, and that's how the word Jehovah Jireh, a name given to God, um, came about because um, it meant God. Um, God provides. God the provider. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So we see that we we see God as the ultimate provider. We see God as the provider, of, the provider of the ultimate substitutes mm -hmm. for the sins of of the world. Yeah. And thirdly, we see that in both stories, in we, we see that in this story rather, both um, both fathers, mm -hmm. that's as in God and Abraham, mm -hmm. were they had an expectation of the resurrection of their sons, and by sons I mean. Jesus and Isaac, hmm. right? So you may you may wonder how did Abraham expect? How did Abraham have an expectation that Isaac was going to be resurrected? Hmm. Where was he written? But if we um, if we see Hebrews um, eleven seventeen to nineteen, we see by faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring would be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did, he did receive Isaac back from death. Hmm. So we, we see here that Abraham knew the God he served. Abraham had a... In fact, is is like trust in God. His trust in God, God is so exemplary. Like it is so so um so great because okay, we've we've seen like um God telling Abraham, leave this place, go to a land where I'll show you, without even having without even seeing like where God sent him to. He picked his his things and went. So we see that when God if Abraham believed when god told him i would establish my covenant with isaac as an everlasting covenant and his descendants after hmm. if abraham believed that word by god and he also believed that he was going to kill his son because i mean he was instructed by god to kill his son hmm. so he believed he was going to kill his son and he also believed that god had told him that it's through this isaac that i will establish my covenant so if you, if you if you can both if you can believe that yes I'm about to kill my son because God told me to kill my son, and God this same God still told me that He would establish His covenant through Isaac hmm. and his descendants after him. That means even if I kill my son, God will raise him back from the dead to fulfill the covenant that He has earlier promised me. Yes, right. Yes. So yes. that is that is um, the expectation that Abraham had of mm. Isaac so, being so an expectation of resurrection. Exactly. We can see basically. that. We can so see that that's the symbolic mm. to um, the expectation God had for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're just going to speak to that. You know, as you are drawing these comparisons between you know Jesus's um, experience as well. You know, he died and you know he resurrected after three days. And then you can see, you know, God was saying something far back, you know, far back as when, you know, he told Abraham to do the same thing. He was literally showing Abraham, or, you know, from, from all indications, he was literally showing Abraham an insight into what was to come, right? So when people read this story, it shouldn't be, you know, with the lens of, oh, this is just a basic story. Yeah. This is God's grand plan, you know, yeah. just shown to man in a glimpse. 
Okay, so many people have this question. Um, was it, you know, as regards the story, was it, you know, Ishmael or was it Isaac that was to be sacrificed by Abraham? You know, because this this has a backstory. You know, Ishmael is is deemed as an ancestor of, you know, Muhammad. Meanwhile, Isaac is an ancestor of Jesus. So can you just shed some more light on this? All right, thank you, Demlade. You've already mentioned the main parts, the crux of it. So we know that from these two accounts that um, the Bible version came way, way before the um, Quran because the Bible was written, the, the Abrahamic story came from the Jewish, yeah. Jewish Torah, which is yeah. part of the books in the Bible. And the Bible was written centuries before Muhammad was even born, before yeah. the Quran was written. So we can see that um, Muhammad had mm. a reference to the Jewish Torah, which is part of the Bible. So we see that the from the Quran, no name was mentioned. Ismail was not mentioned. Ishak was not mentioned. They just used his son. But most Muslim um, Islamic scholars claim to believe that it was um, it was Ismail, which is Ishmael, that was that was about to be sacrificed. And this is. Is, is, a, is a more convenient option for them to pick because um, Ismail is regarded as a prophet and is regarded as an ancestor of Muhammad. So we see that they is pointing towards Muhammad and shifting the focus away from Jesus Christ, right? Because um, from Matthew's, um, Matthew 1, chapter 1, yeah. we see the genealogy of Jesus Christ, right? It started from Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. So Isaac is part of the picture. Mm. It's through Isaac that Jesus Christ came. Yeah. So if we are shifting, if the um, Islamic scholars are shifting the focus away from Isaac, mm. they are shifting the focus away from Jesus. Mm. They are pointing the focus, they are shining the light on Ishmael, which automatically they are shining it on Muhammad because mm. he's an ancestor of Muhammad. So, so that's really mischievous, really. Exactly, mm. exactly. And we see that several times in the Bible, Isaac, the name Isaac was being mentioned. And we also see that even when God gave the instruction to Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, um, Ishmael, Ismail, and his mother, Hagar, were not around because Abraham had already sent them packing before God gave the instruction for him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, who he promised that he would establish his covenant through Isaac, not Ishmael. Though he, God mentioned he was going to bless and multiply um, Ishmael, but he said, but Isaac, I would establish my covenant through him mm. and the descendants after him. And we see Jesus Christ as a result of, um, as a product of his lineage, basically. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much, Buki. You know, this, this just ties it up neatly and it helps us see that the story of Ibrahim or Abraham really points to a greater sacrifice. And especially because Isaac was the person in question and from his lineage, Jesus was also birthed. We can see that it was a clear sign that God was showing us what he was set to do. Definitely. To pay for the sins of mankind. Definitely. Yeah, so thank you very much, Bukim. Thank you, Davey. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Finding Salam podcast. We hope you learned some truth. If you have any questions or inquiries, you can reach out to us via our social media handle, Finding Salam, or send an email to reachoutislam at gmail.com.